With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. Today, we have a very special guest, Nazmas, who can help us understand Bangladesh cricket a little bit better and shed a little bit more light on, you know, the internal structure of Bangladesh cricket as well as sort of go through with us, sort of do a review of the Bangladesh uh, tour of South Africa. Welcome to the podcast, Nazmas. Hello, Ajit. Thank you. So before we go any further, I wanted to ask you, did I get to your name pronunciation right? Is it Nazmus of Nazmus? Yes, it is Nazmus. It's Nazmus. Yeah, you are close to All right. I was not sure. Maybe I should have asked you this off air. Nazmus. So first of all, we are very happy to have somebody who has some knowledge of Bangladesh cricket from within as well, from within the structure. So before we go into Bangladeshi cricket, I would like to ask you, uh, what what uh, gave you this interest in cricket? Why did you choose cricket as your career as well? Yeah, so since my childhood, I always have been interested in cricket. I always have watched cricket on TV, played cricket. Um, so it, cricket has always been in part of my life. So uh, back in 2015, I decided to start writing about cricket. So, uh, BTG Time, one of the leading Bangladesh news portal, uh, they noticed my writing and asked me if I could join them. So, uh, without a second thought, I decided to join them because I always have been interested in cricket. So, it was a great opportunity for me. And that's how I actually started as a, my professional career. Uh, besides uh, my BTG Time career, I have been involved with some of the Bangladesh national cricketing players. Uh, as I work as a social media manager for them. Very good to hear. So there you go. You are you are the sort of person who can actually show us the inner workings of the machinery. That is Bangladesh cricket. I I hope so. All right. First of all, let's start off by you know uh, looking at Bangladesh's latest test series. So you know it filled us with a lot of hope, cricket fans and test match fans, about how well Bangladesh had performed in New Zealand. Right? They did something no other uh, team, Asian team for sure and no other team has done in the recent past. Pakistan have beaten New Zealand in New Zealand. India have struggled. And most teams that visited New Zealand in the last uh, you know, World Test Championship cycle struggled a lot. But Bangladesh, who went there, actually beat New Zealand in a test at home. And that was thanks to Ibadat Hussain for sure. But also the improved bowling attack. You have Tuskeen Ahmed bowling so well and so on. But when it came to South Africa, they landed up really short. What is your overview of why the series could have gone bad? Yeah, actually, I was really shocked after the first test because we all had high expectation on this team, uh, especially after that New Zealand series, uh, because we have changed, we have seen a 
changed Bangladesh cricket team in test arena. Uh, if you uh, look at the stats that New Zealand, uh, uh, nobody actually expected that Bangladesh uh, could win, win against New Zealand in their own soil. So it was uh, kind of, uh, uh, it was, what should I say, shocking for some people, but we were really happy with that result. So we all, uh, all had a high expectation uh, before the South Africa series. Um, now, uh, as you see, when Bangladesh went there, uh, they did really well in the ODA. But when it comes to the test, uh, actually, in the first test, uh, if you uh, look at the scorecard, uh, Bangladesh did well in first three to four days. Uh, but it came as a shock in the fourth innings when Bangladesh uh, got packed within a very little span of time. So it was really shocking, uh, especially from the batters uh, mm -hmm. uh, who couldn't fulfill the expectation. Absolutely. So a double-digit score in the first uh, test was very much shocking because up until that point, I thought they competed really well. You could never be sure, right? You still have a lot of very good batters. There was no Shakib. We know that that's a big loss. It needn't even be said. Still, the people who were in that batting lineup were very capable. Yasir Ali, Mushfiqur Rahim. Uh, captain himself, Momin, right? So you have a lot of strong talent, right? But somehow, was it the loss of uh, senior players or was it something else, do you think? that Was it just the pressure? Uh, actually, when Bowens went to bat in the fourth innings, I mean, the fastest, uh, we all thought it was actually feasible uh, mm -hmm. because uh, if you look at the batting lineup from the fast innings, uh, mm -hmm. the new opener, Mahmoud Al-Sanjoy, scored 100. So mm -hmm. we all were expecting that he might do something better in the second innings as well. Also, we had Moin uh, Ulhaq, who has been uh, who has been in super form uh, before South Africa and New Zealand series. Uh, he had on strength to this in almost every series. So uh, we expected him to uh, stood up and play some knocks. We also had Mushfiqur Rahim. Obviously, the target was around 270. Uh, exactly. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was 273 or, or something like that. So when Bangladesh came here, you know, went to bat, we all thought uh, if the openers could uh, give a good start, uh, the Mominul and Mushrik uh, might be able to finish the innings. And we also have Leeton Dash uh, uh, in the middle order. You have seen that uh, Leeton has been in super form for last two years, uh, especially in Test cricket. He has essentially uh, uh, again uh, news line in their own soil. He also did well against West Indies in Bangladesh. So mm -hmm. it was. I kind of, kind of expected that Bangladesh would do better, uh, but when uh, the thing started to go off the side, it was kind of shocking. So I thought uh, having Sakib uh, not in the team wasn't the main issue, uh, but yeah, if they, he was there, uh, things could have been different. But I don't think this is not the only reason. Look, for me, Tamim also is a very big loss because instead of Shadman, Shadman has done well so far, but can you imagine, uh, you know, if Tamim were there? So for me, the crucial period, uh, I don't know if you see it that way, was the four-day evenings in both the days or the third or the four-day evenings, right? Where they lost 3-3 three, three wickets each. So in the first test, they were 11 for three. In the second test, they were 27 for three. So I think that's where you lost three key batters already before the close of play. And, you know, in the next day, it takes something special from that point on for most teams. Especially when you're touring away, it becomes that much tough as well. Yeah, as you were saying about Tamim, uh, experience actually matters in Test cricket. Uh, if you compare him with 
uh, players like Sadman Islam or Nazmul Hussain Shanto coming back way ahead. So if he was there, uh, things could have been different. That is right. Uh, but you know, it is part of the uh, part of game that he, uh, someone might get injured or might have other issues. Indeed, it could be any of those. So at least the bowling lineup did their job in the first test really well. When it comes to the second test as well, look. South Africa will always scrap. They are not going to give it away easily. We saw it when India tore. India won the first test. They were in control of the second test. But the way South Africa bounced back, you see, this team has character, South African team. They did not have a couple of good bowlers. They were all playing in IPL. They had, didn't have a couple of batters even. But at the end of the day, they had enough there. So they put up 453. Uh, that you know, there I thought Bangladesh in the first innings as well were a little bit uh, light on what they could have delivered. So, Mushikur Rahim came good with a 50. Nasmul Hassan uh, Shanto spent a bit of time. I think Yasir Ali did a bit. Uh, you would already think they were in trouble at the at the end of two first exchanges. But then South Africa did enough. So, they knew 400 was going to be too uh, too much of a target. I thought, as a neutral, neutral person following, I thought they again underestimated Bangladesh. You know, they had enough time. Why did they have to declare at the end of the third day? They had enough time. They would have battered into the fourth day. What did you feel at that point at the end of three innings in the second test? Uh, actually, um, in the third innings, uh, after the third innings, we are a little bit behind. You, you might have forgot to mention that uh, we had a big setback uh, before the second test because our key pace bowler, Tasneen uh, mm. Ahmed and Tori Kul Ahmed, pulled out of the second uh, test. Uh, because, uh, so uh, it was a really big setback for us. And I think that was one of the reasons uh, South African batters had uh, better uh, confidence uh, than they had in the past innings because they were facing some new bowlers like Khaled Ahmed. And we uh, we played uh, uh, three main pacers in the previous test, so we couldn't even play that as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tiger Islam uh, came back to the side after a lot of uh, criticism because after the uh, f- uh, fastest, uh, I'm not sure if you are aware, uh, in Bangladesh media, there are a lot of criticisms because uh, spinners were getting wickets and opportunity in the fast innings, uh, as we have seen from uh, Keshav Maharaj was, was doing really great. So everyone was wondering why Tajul Islam is not in the side because he was Bangladesh's main spinner. So right. it was a little bit uh, controversial after the fastest. Uh, but as you're saying, uh, what was my reaction after the third innings? Uh, actually, we kind of gave up after the third innings because we uh, kind of knew that it was going to be tough for Bangladesh in the uh, fourth innings uh, to defend, uh, to play uh, or chase such a big target. I mean, 413 is really a big target for teams like Bangladesh when you are playing against South Africa in their own home ground. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you are saying, we didn't really expect that Bangladesh would get, would get bowled out within a little period of time uh, because uh, we had Tamil back in the team. So we are expecting him to, to play some sensible cricket. Uh, also from Mushil um, Rohi, Momin Ulhaq, there are some senior players uh, like uh, yeah, if they could uh, give their best, uh, I think mm-hmm. the Bangladesh had possibility to do some better or show some better cricket. Absolutely, I'm, I'm I'm a bit surprised to hear that they sort of in probably in their minds they felt like they gave it up because 
you know that's when careers and even stories in test cricket are made right so i remember uh, it was an india pakistan game in chandigarh and i think pakistan were five down at the end of four days and they had to go into the last day but i think those two i think it was uh, abdul razak and kamran akmal i think they batted out like three quarters of the day and sometimes you know even though you are touring away you get a chance to make history so something right. like somebody somebody scoring a 50 or a 100 for himself thereby the team is also helped somebody like yasir ali you know or even litan das i was looking for somebody yeah. to stand up yeah we have seen similar things from south africa as well uh, when hashim amlai every players were no they are playing so uh, but uh, uh, if you see there are difference in mindset i thought uh, some bangladeshi players uh, already have gave up uh, because before we lost the game so that was one of the key reasons uh, what momino skipper momino hlot said after the match was kind of shocking for us he said we are not a top ranked test team so so bangladeshi fans shouldn't expect much from this side so it was kind mm. of shocking uh because when a captain uh, come and says something like that um, the the whole what do you think about the other players uh, they don't have uh, uh, mentality to win such matches in from such positions so it was shocking for all of us i was actually going to bring that up so i had two points that i wanted to bring towards the end one was that statement from a captain look you are a test team captain you can't talk like that right so you always have to say we were not up to it or something rather than saying don't expect too much i am thinking this sort of this was his way of sort of trying to tell his fans back home uh, sorry or i mean was he sort of telling them you know sometimes this happens but he chose a different way of saying it or did he actually tell them that don't expect too much that because i can't believe the second uh, part <laughs> yeah it was actually shocking for all of us Uh, but what i think uh, you were referring to was uh, bangladesh is a better side in odi so he was uh, kind of requesting the fans to not expect as much performance uh, bangladesh odi team shows so it, it was his kind of way to saying that i mean uh, you know you're right but you know there are other ways of saying the same thing right they say yeah, exactly. uh, uh, that was kind of immature you say we are still improving you don't say don't expect too much you say we are still improving and there are reverses like this but okay maybe you know sometimes uh, he himself was very disappointed and he couldn't remember the right way of communicating that message so you can yeah. also put that down to disappointment now i'm lo- i'm looking at the future for bangladesh right so um, we have a couple of very experienced people mushfiqur rahim tamim iqbal Sh- uh, shakib al hasan of course mahmudullah who are all good i i expect at least shakib tamim even up to a point mushfiqur rahim to at least last right until end of 2023 Mahmudullah may or may not be there and he only plays T20s mostly and ODIs right so again he might not be there in the picture all the time but what do you see for the future of this team it's mostly a very young team you have Litan Das you have uh, Nazmul Hasan Shanto and also Yasir Ali Mehdi Hasan Miras does the future look bright for Bangladesh uh yeah it is kind of uh, we are in the process of making a new team uh, because if you this that mamdulari announced his retirement from test cricket so it was kind of shocking because uh, he he promised the cricket board to continue playing test cricket and in the middle of the series uh, he said mm-hmm. that uh, he wouldn't be able to continue again after uh, if we go to the senior players uh, uh, mushfiq rahim uh, keeps himself available uh, all the time Uh, but mm-hmm. Sakib Al Hasan and Tamim Iqbal is another issue because uh, we see Sakib hasn't been 
part of Bangladesh test side for a long time. Uh, he, before any major series, uh, he, he decides to keep himself away from the test side, and he has been criticized for that. Uh, we have seen the same thing with Amin Iqbal. He, uh, since he became the captain of ODI side, uh, he has been trying to concentrate himself in ODI cricket only. He has already quit from uh, T20 cricket unofficially because he hasn't played all for almost two years. And uh, he played test cricket after almost one year. So if mm. we uh, look at this uh, team, uh, most of the players are new. Uh, because yes, really, uh, or if you see Mahmoud Sanjoy, they are very young players. So we need to give him the chance, them the chance to explore themselves in international arena. Uh, but if the players like Tami Dalan, Sakir Alassan, they keep uh, coming and going, uh, that will create uh, difficulty for these young players because, uh, for example, uh, if Tamil comes to the side, uh, players like uh, Mahmoud Alassan Joy or Sadman Islam might not get the chance. Uh, same goes with Sakir Alassan. If he uh, plays one series, um, players like Yasir Ali might not get chance in the playing even. Uh, but if he keeps himself available for one series, then go away for next two, three series. Uh, this actually creates problem to make a perfect playing eleven. So there, yeah, I think Bangladesh cricket needs to deal with these things first. Uh, then we can, uh, if we look at the young players, uh, they're doing pretty good, uh, especially Mahmoud Hassan Joy, Lipan Dash, Yasir Ali, Mediasan, Miras recently. So we have a balanced side at the moment. Uh, just I, I think they need to or keep on believing themselves a little bit more. Uh, they need to believe that they can beat any team in the world on their day. So that's why I think they need to do the improvement. Absolutely. What about the support personnel? So you have, uh, uh, you know, you have a good coach, you have Russell Domingo, and you have great uh, people also in the support staff, right? I think you have Courtney Walsh as a bowling coach and so on. So plenty of experience there. Does the side sort of uh, lose its composure when under crucial uh, moments of the game? Or is it also, how does the setup look at it? How does the people, how do the people, I don't know if you know, how do the people in BCB uh, look at all of these things? Uh, I think uh, BCB is pretty much satisfied with the coaching stuff, uh, especially with Russell Domingo after the recent results. Uh, there were a lot of speculations after that in the World Cup, uh, whether there are Obviously, uh, would uh, continue with Russell Domingo, but uh, perhaps uh, he proved himself that he is kind of one of the best options uh, this we might have. Uh, okay. But the issue with uh, some, uh, some, yeah, uh, if you see that uh, uh, when the players, senior players, try to oh, you know, make their own decisions and go against the team management wills uh, that creates problem. Uh, after the fastest, uh, Rasen Domingo informed the uh, cricket board that uh, uh, he wanted to bat first. Uh, he wanted Bangladesh team to bat first in the first innings. Mm. Uh, but some senior players uh, like Tamim Iqbal and Mushfiru Rahim didn't want to go and face the new ball. So that created a problem because we have seen that Bangladesh did very bad in the fourth innings. So, uh, yeah, issues like this create problems. Uh, so, I think uh, Russell Domingo should be given the full freedom to make decisions uh, in some scenario. Uh, and, yeah, uh, if you see the 
after the Tunisian World Cup, uh, there were uh, quite a few changes in the coaching panel. Makhaled um, Mahmoud is one of the most popular figures in Bangladesh. He also uh, joined the team as a manager, so he also one of the he's also one of the key decision makers at the moment. So with all these things, I think uh, Bangladesh cricket is in right hand at the moment. We just need to keep on going. Absolutely, absolutely. It brings me now to a couple of tough questions. One from the tour itself, where two spinners got Bangladesh out twice, and uh, you would say sort of playing spin is sort of bread and butter for Bangladeshi players. I don't know if you think of it that way. At least from for a cricket fan watching Bangladesh cricket from away, it looks like there are always three to four left-arm spinners in the team, right? And the chief destroyer was a left-arm spinner, and then the other was an off-break bowler. So usually good spin from Bangladesh comes in the form of left-arm uh, orthodox spin as well as off-break. But the same two bowlers got Bangladesh out. Did it surprise anybody or were there other reasons behind it? Uh, I think having Saki Walasan not in the team was a big setback for Bangladesh because most of the time we see Saki Walasan uh, leaves the spin attack for Bangladesh. So it was kind of a setback for Bangladesh. Uh, but when it comes to the South African spin attack, uh, that was really amazing to, to see Kashyap Maharas and the other one uh, being pretty well. Uh, it was kind of shocking because Bangladeshi players most of the time are used to in playing spin. But why they uh, couldn't survive uh, um, players like Keshav Munaras, it was kind of surprising to me. All right. So the next tough question. This is sort of a question that's more about Bangladeshi setup in general. So I don't know if you are able to put your finger on this, but from an outside in perspective, I see there's a lot of volatility in the way sometimes the players react or sometimes even the board reacts. So for example, what you said, players declaring themselves available and then declaring themselves unavailable at the last minute. I think in this series with Chucky Balasan, that's what he did when it came to limited overs games. He said first he'll not want to tour South Africa. Then he agreed to tour one part of it. Again, what you said about Tamim, where he makes himself available and unavailable for one format or the other. There is a little bit of volatility. Also, I thought Mahmoudullah, the way he declared his retirement, it was sort of an angry reaction. He scored a 150 in that game, I remember. Right? He was almost proving a point when he sort of said, I'm not going to play anymore. And again, when it comes to the board, I see a little bit of little bit of uh, you know volatility they sometimes speak harshly for example we have heard bcb chairman once i think resigned based on a no ball being given or not and then once we saw bcb chairman criticizing the team openly when the tour was still in progress why do we see a little bit of volatility or, or am i reading too much into the situation here uh, no that way you said i think most of the bangladeshi cricket fans think the same way and uh, they're kind of frustrated uh, with the cricket board uh, because as you mentioned, um, that the way BC president reacts sometimes to incidents, uh, it is kind of shocking. Uh, not only to the fans, sometimes it is to the cricket players. Uh, if you uh, look at the scenarios uh, during the T20 World Cup, uh, the way he reacted after that Scotland game, uh, it uh, made the cricket players sad. And, and they reacted openly in the press conference. Uh, they kind of had a clash with the journalists after that incident. Incident. So uh, it is kind of shocking from both the sides. I think they need to be more professional. Uh, uh, players like Sakib, uh, Tamim, Mahmoudullah, they also need to act more professionally. But and I think it sh- uh, should come from the cricket board first because if, if they are 
for regular players, uh, I will abide by the rules in that time. Yeah, I think you make sense. So one uh, correction from my side, it's actually Alan Donald who's the fast bowling coach and not Courtney Walsh. My bad on that. And Rangana Herath is a spin bowling coach. That's that's like a lot of experience right there, right? Along with uh, Russell Domingo and Jamie Siddons. That, that's a lot of a good team. So I think you're right when you say there are they have a lot of uh, good people in and around the setup. They just need to make use of this experience and what they hear from the coaching staff, the players. Now, can you shed a little bit of light for us from within the structure of how Bangladeshi cricket is set up. So, uh, what is the premier uh, four-day or five-day tournament? What is the premier one-day tournament? I know there's also a BPL. Can you give us a little bit of a picture of this? Yeah, sure. So, as you mentioned, we have BPL for between two events. Uh, but for the long-day cricket, uh, we have NCL, and, uh, which is National Cricket League Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And there is another one, uh, that is Bangladesh Cricket League. Uh, that is four-day games. Uh, okay. And also we have we have fifty overs uh, tournament as well. Uh, that is Dhaka Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Dhaka Premier League, uh, um, uh, the teams are allowed to uh, keep two foreign players in their squad. I think uh, there are some foreign players this year playing in the DPL. Uh, currently, the DPL is going on. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, uh, uh, most of the national team players uh, don't participate in the longer version of the cricket, especially Saki Avakran. I can't even remember the last time he played in uh, Bangladesh Cricket League or National Cricket League. I mean, those four-day cricket tournaments. So, uh, this year, Bangladesh Cricket Board made it mandatory for all the national team players to participate in the uh, Bangladesh Cricket League, uh, that is four-day cricket, after this performance against South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's understandable. But also, what is the feeling in the fan base about this? That, look, it's it's a tough choice, right? You have so much cricket you play internationally that you'll need to take some time off. But then if you don't participate in the leagues, uh, in the national leagues and other leagues, you will not be able to transfer the experience you have to the players firsthand. I mean, uh, what is the balance do you think that Bangladeshi players might be able to find in order that they may actually participate as well as take some time off? Is there any thought about this? Yeah, uh, that's an issue uh, uh, because uh, when players like Sakib Alassan uh, doesn't participate in such tournaments, uh, the young players uh, don't get the opportunity to share the dressing room with such players. Uh, they won't get this opportunity anywhere. So if players, extra players like Sakib Alassan and other players regularly play the domestic cricket, uh, it will uh, basically help the younger, younger generations to do better uh, because they will get to learn from them uh, by sharing the same dressing room, the same sharing the same net practice session. So I think BCB uh, need to work on this here. Uh, but in uh, Dhaka Premier League, uh, the 50 over version, uh, most of the players play here. Uh, mm. And it's a, a great opportunity for the young players uh, to show their talent because uh, most of the time the national team selections are done based on the performance players do in the data premier league i can also understand that the same skills can be transferred uh, in the shorter format what you see is the player preparing what you see is the player sort of thinking through his steps so the others around him can learn from him as well that that's definitely there but for me the learning that you have when you are playing the longer format the preparation for it, the way you think about it is completely different, the approach as well, right? 
and the approach for a shorter format is definitely also different when ipl was played in india it changed the it changed the way uh, cricket was approached in india players became more professional they took uh, their training and their physical conditioning extremely seriously and so on do you see this is already something happening in bangladesh cricket actually we had a lot of high expectation when bpl started uh, but somehow we didn't actually click because we uh, couldn't find talents uh, like india did uh, from ipl uh, because if you look at the more players uh, i don't see many of the players who actually came to the national team by performing only in the bpl yeah uh, this year munin sharier uh, did well in bpl and all of a sudden he got included to the team uh, based on five matches uh, but actually he couldn't deliver in international cricket so i think uh, there are a lot of improvements that are needed to be done by the cricket board uh, to make things smoother yeah i think so i think there's a little bit of work to be done behind the scene as well as uh, by the players themselves i agree with that can you tell me any nice stories from your interactions with the players when you were uh, sort of interacting with the players you said you worked with a couple of national players any nice stories where it shows us another side of the player apart from what we see on tv or what we see on the field yeah so uh, so uh, if i choose one uh, i think that would be nine shake uh, if you know that it will be better Yeah. so recently we went to hang out at a restaurant so all of a sudden uh, some of the staff from the restaurant came and was requesting him to take selfie with him so it was actually in the uh, during this corona situation most of the players uh, like keep him themselves away from the mass people uh, but what amazed me is nanchen shake uh, uh, cooperated with them and went to take pictures with all the staffs uh, in that restaurant so it was and uh, nice to see such a performing national team players nice one nice one all right now uh, let's take a quick look at some of the news from around the cricketing world so you know we have we hear of two women's players sort of one retiring from couple of formats the other retiring from international cricket altogether so we know of uh, minion dupree who is south african player who is retired from tests and odis she will only remain committed to playing t20is and uh, england's anya shrapsol who is a world cup winner in 2017 she's decided to call time on her international career so we wish them all the best uh, minion dupriya going forward in uh, t20s and anya shrapsol in whichever career she chooses to pick up next any any specific thoughts about uh, the bangladeshi team uh, and their performance in the women's world cup uh, actually uh, if you look at the performance uh, we are still Uh, not uh, one of that side that is considered as a top ranked team uh, when it comes to women's cricket but the scenario is different in the men's cricket as you know so the bangladesh cricket board has been uh, trying to inspire the ladies in bangladesh to come to cricket because uh, currently due to some uh, social issues uh, most of the uh, girls uh, don't come to cricket so that create a problem for bangladesh women's cricket because we don't uh, get much talented players uh, like other countries so it is an issue so, but uh, i think uh, that cricket board is planning in the long term uh, so that uh, uh, they get a better sight in the coming days uh, but uh, if you look at the current players uh, jahanar uh, alam 
uh, she is uh, doing really great with the ball and some other players uh, they're uh, actually doing great mm-hmm. so i think uh, we are having them in the team uh, uh, will help bangladesh to do better in the coming days absolutely like i think you touched upon the one player who is one of my also you know in general one of the more uh, favorite women's player out there jahanar alam for me yeah. also salma khatun yeah i yeah. mean uh, jahanara is really famous around the world i thought she's one of the better uh, opening bowlers out there i think so uh-huh, yeah. yeah we we wish to uh, you know we wish to see a lot from her side also from salma khatun who's like a very accomplished uh, off break bowler so we wish like uh, they they are uh, starring in more games and winning more games for their team as well when we look at some of the other news so andrew mcdonald has been confirmed as australia's coach he was sort of in the role interim now he's full time coach any surprises there for you nasmus uh, no it was uh, i think uh, kind of expected uh, when you joined the australia as a temporary coach and australia did really great in pakistan uh, when on their first ever test match in a long time in asia so uh, it was kind of expected uh, that the cricket board would want to expand their contract with him so i was really uh, uh, satisfied to see him in the team because uh, i have been closely following him for years uh, he has a kind of different experience than most of the players he has played with players like shenwar and then he played uh, with some Uh, current uh, team players of australia so uh, i think it will be a great uh, experience for him as well as the aussie players and it will be challenging as well uh, because uh, we have a t20 world cup after a few months yeah absolutely i think he was on uh, test in that pakistan tour and i think he passed that test with flying colors so he's been appointed full <laughs> time so another news is uh, ramiz raja went to uh, icc and he put through an idea of a four team t20 tournament we hear maybe icc is not going to give a whole lot of backing for that they are giving the reason of you know it will not fit into the current uh, schedule and so on do you think that's the reason or something else could be going on in the background i i don't support this kind of tournament to be honest uh, because uh, we need to you know make it available for other teams as well to participate because if you Uh, look uh, at the teams we have all the few teams around 10 to 12 teams who actually get the opportunity to play regularly so we need to make cricket global and the fastest step would be to oh, oh no, to allow more more teams to play against each other so uh, yeah the idea might be nice to hear that four teams are playing uh, yeah they they are stronger than any Uh, might be stronger than other teams but i think we have uh, asia cup or tournaments like uh, t20 world cup world cup champions trophy i think that is enough already we already have enough tournaments like that i hit it on the head when you said all teams also need to have an opportunity and there are enough of these uh, multi team tournaments already you're right and it's not always about uh, how much money can be earned i guess right for at least from icc yeah. perspective the other thing of course is afghanistan players have been planned uh, that they will get a uae residency along with their coaching staff and some support staff because some countries may offer some resistance uh, to offer them visas and so on uh, we really hope you know this 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 becomes a good thing and afghanistan players uh, get more easy to wrap up uh, to more easy to play and uh, you know get visas elsewhere so that they can travel and play without too much problem 
Uh, one last news to discuss. Neutral umpires will be coming back to test cricket again. We hear now that Corona is sort of almost out of the door. Do you think that will make any difference to uh, the number of positive results we've had, or maybe the number of positive results in test cricket will still stay? <laughs> I'm not sure if you have noticed Shakib Alasan's tweet. Uh, he tweeted in the middle of the test between Bangladesh and South Africa that ICC should uh, beg, uh, get back to the neutral umpires uh, because there are some of the decisions which are really frustrating for Bangladeshi fans as well as the players. So uh, fans in Bangladesh think the result uh, could have gone in Bangladesh's favor if some umpires' decisions were made correctly. So yeah, as a Bangladeshi fan, I definitely think it's a, a good decision. This is one of the points I wanted to introduce this topic because I thought there was a bit of complaint from uh, Bangladeshi fans, but I thought the umpiring was not all that bad. But do you, do you <laughs> think? Uh, do you think it was? Do you have any specific decisions that you would like to point out quickly? Uh, I think there were quite a few decisions uh, which uh, went against Bangladesh, and you know that's the reason when my players like Sakhivalasan go public and do something like that. Well, he got his way at least. So, they, you'll have neutral umpires from shortly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for giving us a, a very nice uh, insight into what Bangladeshi cricket is all about and what the fans feel. We oftentimes miss that because I don't read much of Bangladeshi media about how the players are performing and so on. Because you are inside the media setup, I think you you are able to give us a little bit of a better insight. I think uh, we'll keep this episode very Bangladesh-centric and I'm happy to leave it that way. Thank you very much for a lovely chat. We would love to have you as a guest another time. Uh, can you tell our fans how they can contact you? Uh, it's, uh, firstly, it's absolutely my pleasure to be here and uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah, fans can uh, connect with me directly on Twitter. Uh, I'm available uh, on Twitter at Nazmustajit. Uh, which is N-A-Z-M-U-S-S-A-J-I-D. Also, I'm available on Facebook as well. Uh, and, uh, that is my page, Nazmus Sajid. So, yeah. Also, if anyone wants to get uh, to contact me directly, they can email me at nazmustajit.com. All right. We wish all our listeners a pleasant day wherever they're listening from. And uh, thanks once again, Nazmus. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.